0: The volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. This is why I love betting on the FanDuel Sportsbook. There's great odds and markets for the NBA, NHL, college basketball, and so much more. There's amazing new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sportsbook. It's easy to use. It's safe and secure. You get your winnings if you want to cash out in as fast as two hours and how fun is it to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay discover the most popular same game parlays each day right when you log in presented by FanDuel on that homepage. if you are new just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started right now sign up with promo code Monaco so they know I sent you disclaimer 21 plus and present in arizona colorado connecticut iowa illinois indiana louisiana michigan new jersey new york pennsylvania tennessee virginia west virginia or wyoming All right, welcome into another episode of Sports Gambling with Moneyline Monaco, Alex Monaco here, fired up. Anytime I get a guest on, I'm making sure I bring you some value and some sharp action bettors, and I have my guy back on with me, LJ, also known as Alpha Dog Bets on Twitter, a great follow if you are on the bluebird. LJ, great to be back with you, my man.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me, man. Love being on here. You guys do a great job. So it's always a privilege coming on and giving out some information and getting to chop it up with you. Oh, feeling is
0: mutual. All right. So let's get into kind of want to talk about your NBA playoff betting process. You could take me back to before these series. You Are you a series better? Are you uh, analyze game one and then move on from there
1: better? What's your NBA playoff approach at the plate? Absolutely. So my specialty and what I like to focus on is the daily betting and each individual game. I do put out series bets and do put out series props bets, but my specialty and my focus is actually on the totals. I focus on the totals of every single game more than the sides. The totals is my specialty in the playoffs.
0: So when we're looking at a couple of these series, I'm, I'm fascinated to get your thoughts. When you see a Nets team go down 2-0 and you can get them at a wild plus 340 on our FanDuel local shop or you can get them at plus one and a half games at plus money. Do you you ever like to take teams that are down that you may feel like are bouncing back? Are you basically saying on a series like that, no, I'm going to let the Celtics ride out pending what your position was on the series?
1: Absolutely. So I think it all depends on each individual series. So for that specific series, I do not uh would not take anything live on it. There's too many variables coming in. We have Ben Simmons coming back from injury slated to come back in game four. And these games have been very unpredictable. I actually think that the Celtics are going to roll here. I think the Nets maybe get one. But in other situations, I do like to take serious props. So if you take a look at the Bucks Bulls series, we saw last night the Bulls played a phenomenal game. They absolutely played out of their minds and they stole one in Milwaukee, which I didn't expect. For me, the series line is now in play. Originally, the series was unplayable. The bucks were minus a thousand to advance. But now that it's even, you do have a good opportunity to make some money here by taking the Bulls, uh, by taking the bucks in the series. I also like to parlay series bets. So on FanDuel, I know you guys uh, use FanDuel. They're a big, um, a big book for me. They're my favorite to personally use. And you can parlay series bets on FanDuel. So I do do that. One that I did before the series all started, was the Mavs Warriors. I did parlay the two of them at minus 105. As soon as we got to Luka News, I figured that Dallas would be in a little bit of trouble. The series is even back at 1-1, but I do think the Jazz take it. So that's one that I am on. Is the Jazz series to win as well as the Warriors parlay, which you can do on FanDuel, one of the few books that lets you parlay series.
0: Now, when we're looking at a couple of key injuries, we can stay on the Bucks bulls with Middleton, or we can go over to the Suns with Booker. He's going to be out definitely game three, probably game four. From a betting perspective for our listeners, how do you handicap injuries with star players in series?
1: Totals. Totals, totals, totals. Totals are my bread and butter. I love going back to the well with them. They're what I hit my highest percentage on. And I love overs in games that have guys that are injured. You see that all the time. The total tends to go down when you see a big name guy such as Devin Booker go out. But the scores tend to go higher when they have backups in there that are used to moving the ball. The offense still runs in fluidity without their main guy, usually for one to two, maybe three games. After those kind of games, it starts to taper off a little bit. But in a situation like the Suns game coming up tomorrow, I would take the over in that one. It's going to be probably my play of the day tomorrow. Um, The over is currently sitting at 216. I had the over the other night at 224, which we cashed. No Booker lowers the line. Eight points. Too many points there. I think this one flies over.
0: When we're looking at the series with the jazz and the mavs. So you said you're on the jazz, right? I am. I am. All right. Well, if Luca's coming back for betters out there, how do you how do you best approach when you have a star coming back into the series? It's a little different when D book gets injured halfway through the game, but when you have someone who's been out and the adjusted series price moves, I mean this was in favor of the Mavs, then they go they go clearly lose Luca you got the Jazz all the way down to like minus 300 at certain books. So how do you factor in Luka coming back here in potentially game three, if not most likely game four?
1: So for me, this series has absolutely nothing to do with Luka. For me, I like to look at the matchups and the styles of what we're going to expect in these games. To me, the Mavericks cannot rebound with the Jazz. You take a look at their big men. They have Dwight Powell down there. They have Maxi Kleba, but those are their big men. You look at the Jazz, they have Hassan Whiteside and Rudy Gobert. And the very first matchup, Hassan Whiteside played a total of 12 minutes in the first game. He would have been the leading rebounder on the Dallas Mavericks if he was on the Mavericks. In just 12 minutes, he out-rebounded the entire Mavs team. In the second game, they did a great job of crashing the boards. They had a lot of uh, extra opportunities. But when the Jazz turn it on, which I feel that they will do in the most important games of this series, there's not going to be a way that they can rebound with the Jazz. Luca's a phenomenal player. He slows the game down, which limits possessions. When Luca is in the lineup, I actually love Dallas uh, Unders when he's there, he slows the game down so much and plays the game at his speed that it takes away possessions from the total. So let's say, for example, if you look and the game usually with Luca in there has 200 possessions when he's out of the game, goes up to about 210. So you can take a look at pace and which players impact pace. Luca's is one of those guys that is critical for totals. When he's in the game, you take an under. When he's out of the game, you take an over. So when he comes back, I'm going to be targeting a ton of unders, but still think the jazz role in the series by at least two games.
0: This baseball season turned Ks into cash and big hits into big wins with FanDuel Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a risk-free first bet up to $1,000. And with FanDuel, same-game parlays, you can turn little bets into big paydays i love the same game parlay feature for baseball you can go money lines totals player props that includes players that get a hit a home run certain pitchers with strikeout over unders and so much more also make sure to check out the same game parlay popular module right when you log in to see what same game parlays are featured for that night on the FanDuel homepage. Just sign up, place your first bet, and FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back in site credit if you don't win. There's no better place to bet America's pastime than on America's number one sportsbook. I just love betting on FanDuel from the great promotions every day to how safe and secure the app is. You get paid in as little as two hours. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up using promo code MONACO to get started with your risk-free first bet up to $1 thousand dollars that's promo code monaco disclaimer 21 plus and present in select states only first online real money wager only refund issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires in 14 days restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com when we're looking at Just your overall NBA betting philosophies. I know we talked about team rankings to site, looking at different trends, different value. How do you take us into your process? How do you approach each game? Do you go heavy on trends? Is it more feel? Because it's such a different way of looking at it you know there's no letdown spots if you will there's no back to back so there's a lot of things in the regular season that you have to account for for betting that you don't in the playoffs so anything you adjust or something you could share value wise that you really feel helps you with your process
1: and winning absolutely so i think that <clears throat> excuse me i think that betting in the playoffs you have to completely throw out everything you know from the regular season the trends everything like that does not carry over to the playoffs in my opinion I like to look at individual matchups like I kind of just went over with the uh, Jazz Mav series where I kind of try and find one area that one team is significantly stronger than the other in. So like I said, in that Jazz series with the rebounding, that's my best philosophy for that. And then when I'm targeting daily totals, I like to take teams that have players out. And I like to also fade the public on totals. So actions and uh, one of the uh, applications I use to find totals you can get if you pay for the uh, premium version the percentage of handle on each side. So if there's a ninety percent out there, I like to take the other side. You look at the Nets last night; there was ninety percent of the public action that was on the Nets. You took the Celtics. You're a very happy guy today. So. It's one of those where I think the public action, I like to look at it more in the playoffs than I do in the regular season. And I do take that into account. So I look at the individual matchups, which teams I think have the stylistic advantage. And then I take a look at the public betting percentage. So for the net series, The Celtics are significantly better on defense than Nets. It's not even a question. The Celtics are arguably the best defensive team in the league. The Nets are arguably the worst defensive team in the league. So for me, that's a huge advantage there. I like to take defense in the playoffs. That's another betting style I use as well. I like to bet on the better defensive teams in the playoffs because defense wins championships. So those are the different things I like to target and put all that together and make my picks that way. Anything you can
0: share, philosophy wise, or, or your rule your rule book when it comes to live betting? Like, for example, per, perfect one to pick from is the Nets are up seventeen on the Celtics, and you can get the Celtics at a, at a much better number than, of course, minus three and a half pregame. I know you give out plays, but do you ever fire on lives and oh yeah? If and will if and will middle hedge anything of that nature, and and what is your rhyme to your reason for live betting in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, for sure. I'm big into live betting. I actually have a discord that we do with, uh, I don't know if you know, incarcerated Bob, he's big in the New York market. He's my partner with that. So we have a live betting discord. We work on for me, the second half tends to flip the first half. So if you're going to see a line like that, where you're going to see a plus 17 for a team like the Celtics, I'm 99.9999% of the time. going to take the plus 17. A lot of the times, especially in the playoffs, you'll see one half play out a and the second half will play out B where it's a complete opposite. So I like to take a flip. So let's say if the original game line is at a five and let's say the cell, let's just you keep using the Celtics. That's easier for the example. Let's say it's Celtics minus five and then the nets go up by eight. And then the final line is let's say plus six for the nets in the second half. I'll always take that plus six because you're getting a better line than the original line on the final closing number. And I believe the second half is going to flop a lot of the time, especially in the playoffs You don't see too many runaway games. You see a lot of teams come back and create it and keep it close in the fourth quarter. So I like to flip the opening line. So I like to take the opposite of what happened in the first half.
0: Is there anything that you think on those second half lines or certain in-game numbers that the bookmaker doesn't account for, a la the Middleton injury last night? The Booker injury, when you're seeing an injury in the game, how how do you approach the betting from that perspective?
1: Live betting based on injuries I avoid. I feel that that's a a completely, that's one way that books like to kill people. The books always have the advantage, guys. The books know just as much as we do, usually a lot more than we do. So if they're going to give you out something that looks too good to be true, let's say like Booker goes down and then it shoots all the way the other way, don't take it all the way the other way. I know it played out that way in that specific game, but they are baiting you to take those lines a lot of the times. I like to make my live bets based on the exact same lineup and what I saw in the first half and to try and flip it, like I said, on the first half opening line.
0: Any series prices you're looking at right now, this is being recorded on a Thursday for a Friday, but April 22nd, Friday. I'm personally, I think the Suns and the Bucks in a play here is some decent value. Any thoughts? Can absolutely. can we put a collab? I know you're big on collabs. Can we co-sign on that right now?
1: I'm in for that, man. I am in for that. You can get the bucks or the bucks right now at a minus two seventy because Middleton's gone down. I think they're absolutely going to run away with the rest of the series. Um, I'm definitely down for that play. That's the exact play that I would put out right now. If I were to put anything with this current series, I'm targeting next series a lot. We have some potential bangers in the next round of the postseason. So if there was anything, I'm in agreement with you. Let's put that collab out there.
0: Let's do it. I love it. Any last thoughts on overall futures plays in the NBA? I want to get your thoughts on MLB here, but anything you're looking at, you want to share that you're on or a new position you're looking at for the East, the West or anything in the second series?
1: Yeah, for sure. So guys, one thing that I'm taking early, I've already taken it is I have taken the Suns to win the championship at 320. As soon as Booker went down, you get that on FanDuel. I know we're going over a lot of FanDuel lines, but that's the book that I primarily use. Booker will be back. He will be back in time at worst. I believe by the Western conference finals, I think that they're extremely capable of getting there without him. And if they get there, they're going to get him back and he'll be rested and have time to gear up for the final series. I think the Suns are the best team. They've been it all year long. They made it last year. They didn't get it done. I think they get it done this year. Give me the Suns at plus 320.
0: I love it. Anything you're flirting with in the East yet? I did want to get your thoughts. Boston's starting to creep up there as the favorite now
1: to come out of the East. You feeling like it could be the Celtics? There's two teams to me. It's a two-team. It's always been, to me, a two-team battle for the East between the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. They're the clear best two teams in the East right now. The Bucs, obviously, we know what they bring. They bring defense and a ton of offensive scoring power. But then you take a look at the other team. I think they're good as well. Um, The Celtics, they've been playing the best defense out of any team in the second half of the season. Statistically, they've won in almost every defensive category. I think the Celtics are getting the best test with the Nets as well. They get through this Nets series. I think that they will be more than capable of taking out the Bucs. So if I were to take one team, it would definitely be the Celtics out of the East but a close second would be the bucks those are the only two that i feel like have a shot
0: i love it all right i did want to get your thoughts on baseball you're all in great follow on twitter alpha dog bets four picks on baseball it's such a marathon of a series so uh, of a season excuse me so when you're looking at 162 games slate i mean you're seeing so many Already interesting starts for baseball teams, but can you teach us a little bit about your process with betting? Do you go? Do you like series? I know you do like your totals, but anything from a betting perspective we can get better at with approaching betting baseball?
1: Yeah, so uh, this one's kind of obvious, but in each time of the year for totals, it's better to bet unders compared to overs. So right now we are in the early part of the year. We're in spring and it's cold. I look at the weather report every single day. If I see a weather game that's in the low 40s, it's windy, and you're going to give me an eight and a half run total, we all know the ball doesn't travel in the cold. When it gets to the summertime, those balls that are getting caught on the warning track now are all home runs midsummer. So my biggest trick, and it's worked out very well for me every single year, is I'm a huge under better in the first half of the season, and I flip to being a huge overs better once we get into early summer, midsummer, because we see the totals go up in average once we hit middle of June. Until then, unders are a gold mine, an absolute gold mine. Here's a little fact to put out there. Baltimore Orioles. So today is 4:21. The Baltimore Orioles are 11-0-1 to the under. All 12 games, 11 have gone under. One is pushed. Not a single game has gone oh over for the Baltimore Orioles. So, I mean, they're a team. You look, they're playing in Maryland. It's been cold weather. That has a major impact on why the games are going under like that. I mean, they had a whole series against the Yankees, and the game still didn't go over against one of the best – home run hitting teams in baseball. So it's a good time to find teams that are in cold cities, target those cities for unders. Look at Detroit. That's one I have today. Yankees are in Detroit. That's another uh, under target I have. It's cold today. And that's kind of my secret sauce in early season baseball because we don't have data yet. It's too early in the year to go off trend. There's no real data on the teams. The pitchers have made one to two starts at max. You don't have all the things you need, so in the beginning part of the year, it's best to find different ways that can help you gain an edge. And I feel like the weather and cold areas help out unders a ton. So that's my early season pitch.
0: Yeah, that's a great value piece right there. Thank you for sharing that. How about when good teams, you know, the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Red Sox, teams of that nature, when they lose game one of a series? you ever like to jump on them to win the series? I know you can bet series winners out there at certain books. Are you big on that? Or also, are you big on firing on a team after the day before? Is there any formulas out there that show that a good team who loses game one of a series can win game two? Is there really nothing guaranteed in that data department?
1: So there is data on that, but I like to play it a little differently. I love that approach. I take a third game. So let's say the Yankees right now are in Detroit. The Yankees are traveling out of Detroit today. They've won the first two. Are they going to really sweep? Or are they going to give a gentleman to Detroit and get ready for the next road trip? They've already won the series. So to me... I would take the Tigers today at a plus 155 money line against the Yankees because they have lost the first two games of the series. And it's a travel day for the Yankees. If you take a look at the lineups, a lot of the times on the travel day, you'll see a lot of utility infielders, the fourth outfielder in the lineup, a different DH in the lineup. You see that today in the Yankee game. They're starting the backup catcher in uh, Jose Trevino. They're starting, what's his name, Uh, Marwin Gonzalez at third base. So they put in guys that are not normally in the lineup, which does tend to help the team that has lost the first two. So if it's a better team, I believe they are the more skilled team. They have the better lineup. If they've lost the first two or the first three on the last game of the series, it's almost an automatic play to take the other team, despite the pitching matchup. You'll sometimes see a Scherzer versus uh, what's a good example of a really terrible pitcher? Andrew Heaney, who somehow is pitching unbelievable this year for the Dodgers. But you'll see a matchup between Scherzer and Heaney on the last day of a, a travel day, the last game of a series. You'll see a 7 nothing win for the for a plus 210. You're like, how did that happen? They didn't really care today. They won the series. They're, they're about to go fly across the country. So a lot of times I like to target teams that are on the last day of a series that are about to travel.
0: And I'll get you out of here with this. How often are you doing run lines versus money line? If you're taking a, a Scherzer on the hill, do you take the minus one and a half as opposed to the big juice? And then do you ever parlay MLB games? And what's your philosophy on MLB
1: parlays? Absolutely. I'm a hard stance and I never play 1.5 lines. I don't play run lines. They don't hit a lot of the times. I, especially if a team is a home team. Um, we all know you lose the bottom half of the ninth and you'll see the odds. If you look at the actual odds, you'll see, let's say both teams are minus 200 and you take a you look at the run line. If they are the home team, the run line will be about a 70 point difference. So th- the books make that a massive emphasis to not give out the same value on a home versus away run line on favorites. I rather parlay two money lines. I don't parlay more than two teams, but every day I do have my parlay of the day. I usually have two, but I do like to take the money line. If I think two teams are clear cut going to win, I'm not going to take either run line. I'll parlay them and get some plus money value on a single play. I don't like taking the big juice. I don't like doing any of that. So if I can take two teams I'm really interested in and think they definitely will win or have a really good chance of winning, I'd rather take them on a money-like parlay.
0: I love that. Any teams you fired on for futures? Now let's jam.
1: I mean, I mean, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, you're Yankees, bro, come on! I'm a Yankee Yankees. fan, but that's a that's a homer bet. That's a homer bet. I do think the Yankees have a good chance this year if they can get some additional pitching. But I did only take the Yankees this year. There's a, too many variables with the no spring training. You know, we didn't know the full rosters until pretty much opening day because we didn't have any of the offseason stuff. So this year was a light futures year for me. But I probably will, before July, have some World Series winning features. So we'll have to get back together and go over some of those and chop it up. Maybe get a collab going for that.
0: Would love to. LJ, thank you so much for coming on. Alpha Dog Bets on Twitter and Insta. Make sure to follow them. Check them out. Guys, as sharp as it gets, thank you so much for coming on, man. Always a pleasure. The Volume.